Hello, it's Sarah Archer and you're listening to episode 33 of the Speaking Club podcast. You might know I'm a big Marvel fan and I went to see Avengers Infinity War this week. It's a great film and they set the final confrontation scene in Africa. But talk about bringing first world problems to the continent. They're flying around in nanotechnology enabled supersuits and outside the protective bubble of Wakanda, some poor bloke can't even get a clean glass of water. Welcome to the Speaking Club Podcast, because making them laugh is the secret sauce to your speaking, pitching, and business success. And now your host, Sarah Archer. Welcome to the show. So last month's theme was all about how to make your technical or information-rich content more engaging. And the one thread that ran through all of the episodes, the one tool that all my guests swore by for captivating audiences, was storytelling. So that's what I thought we'd use as a backdrop to this month's shows. Now, I know some of you will have listened to my other solo storytelling episodes. And if you haven't, they're episodes five, seven and nine. Links in the show notes and they're very popular. But this show works on its own so you can listen to them after. Now, if you've listened to the others and enjoyed them, then I can promise you you're going to love the content I've got lined up for this month. In one of the shows, one of my guests shares how one story added $100 million to the bottom line of one of his clients. I know, right? That is the power of stories. So whether you want to be a better speaker, to sell more stuff, to fill more events, or just be able to tell a decent story around the campfire this summer, you won't want to miss a single show. So go ahead and subscribe now. Yeah, of course I'll wait for you just hit pause. Okay, in this show, I'm going to try and answer one of the biggest questions I get asked. How can I find stories to share? Now, if you're anything like I was, you might feel you don't have anything worth sharing or nothing that's going to fit the point you're trying to make. But I promise you it's not true. I'm going to share some ideas for finding stories and I'm even going to share a few from my life and I'm going to show you how I'd use them in a business presentation so you can see how to link them back. And I've also got a great freebie for you, a story generator cheat sheet. Now, this freebie is going to pull together everything I talk about in this show to help you produce your stories. So don't panic if you miss something as we go along. Just just have a listen and you can always uh, get the stuff from the cheat sheet or you can listen to the show again. There you go. Okay, right, let's get this party started. See, there's one right there, events. So with events, you've got your weddings, your funerals, your proms. I didn't have one of those. We didn't get those imported into the UK until 16 was a distant memory. I do feel a bit cheated about that, actually. You've got your family get-togethers, birthday parties, graduation, your child being born, you being born, I bet your mum's got a story about that. You breaking something, maybe a limb or your mum's precious vase when you had that party when your parents were away. Or it might be you remembering where you were when a big event happened. Or a little event, but it holds a big memory for you. Or holidays, always great value. Which reminds me of the time I went on holiday with my mum, dad and sister to Florida. It was early 90s, I think, and I guess I was in my early 20s. And on that trip, I took my own camera and it was the first good one I'd, I'd had. I was really proud of it. 
But don't be thinking of today's digital cameras. This was old school, the type where you had to take the film to be developed and at least a third of them were either overexposed, out of focus or you'd put your thumb over the lens. And we went on two excursions that holiday where I made the effort to take my camera, horse riding and sea fishing, both on the same day. Horse riding came first and as soon as we arrived, Dad claimed my camera and we were trotting along and despite the Floridian heat, he grabbed the reins of his steed with one hand and started contorting himself on the horse like some stuntman on a spaghetti western to try and get some action shots of us three. Horse riding done, it's on to fishing and it was lovely being at sea but very frustrating as despite my best efforts, my bucket stayed empty. But then my dad started to shout, I've got something big! My mum looked dubious. Everyone aboard rushed to see what dad was pulling up and it was fighting back, so much so that the crew had to join in. It was like some epic battle and I swear dad thought he was Ahab and he caught maybe Dick. Uh, Eventually, the creature appeared and it was a baby shark. Dad shouted, get the camera out. And I did. And I, I took loads of shots, you know, finished off the film um, of him posing proudly with his nemesis before it got thrown back in. And on the way back to the hotel, we stopped at the drugstore. All of us were excited to get the film developed. But I couldn't get the camera to wind on to release the film. And I was stumped. So I gave it to the man at the counter. He, he examined it. And then eventually he, he got it open before turning to me and saying, I'm sorry, miss. There's no film in it. I remember my dad looked heartbroken before calling me names, which I can't repeat as this podcast got a clean rating. But I felt like an idiot. But do you know what forgetting to put that film in taught me? I'm a crap photographer. And that a bit of preparation can save you missing out on great moments. Now that was just... A very simple true story. My dad has never let me forget it. And though I used it to reference how important preparation is, I could have also related it back to how photos don't make memories, experiences do, or there's no failure, there's only feedback. Lots of options. Cool. Let's now think about our lives from the beginning to today, kind of chronologically. If we think about our lives in chunks or episodes, it helps the brain to focus in on that time. So let's start with childhood. And within childhood, you've got school, you've got hobbies, fashion, sports clubs, your childhood heroes, books that stuck with you or comics. It's such a rich vein of potential stories. And when you let your mind start to wander down the avenues of your childhood, you'll find memories starting to bubble up to the surface. And that's when you need to write them down. But at this stage, all I want you to do is just capture the title. For example, when I did this exercise, I wrote things down like the day I punched the bully, my first day at school and the big life lesson, the sponsored swim that bankrupt my family, brownie camp and my big mouth. And actually, if you if you can do it right, those sort of summary titles can also work well to be used in email subject lines because they're quite interesting. And, you know, the stories that you come up with 
when you do this process can be used not just for your talks but for your copy and your marketing stuff as well. So just write one sentence that will remind you of the memory so that you can work on creating the actual story later. Okay, the first pass, as I said, is going through the episodes of your life from your childhood to your teenage years. Perhaps you went to university or college or maybe straight into the world of work. What jobs did you have and what bosses did you have? If you can think about relationships, new friends, old friends, the achievements you're proud of, health incidents, sometimes they can stick in the mind. I know I've had some stuff happen recently, which will, which in fact I have been getting stories out of in my comedy, funnily enough. Um, you can think about the switch in dynamics of your relationships, you know, like how it changes between you and your children and also how, how it also changes between you and your parents. And when you free up your mind to sort of go down these roads, you'll be amazed at the results you get. Now, there's a segment of a program on a radio show I sometimes listen to, and it's called Inheritance Tracks. And they ask a celebrity what piece of music they would pick to remember their parents by and what piece of music they'd pass on to their kids and why. And this normally evokes a memory and a story to go along with their choices. So here I'd ask you something similar. You could always use music for sure, but maybe what about a piece of advice or wisdom that you inherited from your parents or that you'd pass on to your children? And why did you choose them? Is there a story attached to that? Okay, so far we've had events and the episodes of your life, but there's more gold to be dug up. You just need the right tools to dig deeper. And these tools are questions. And this next section I call my seven story questions. Okay, number one, have you ever set a goal for your life? Your family, your finances, a relationship, weight or fitness, a trip, your business or career and achieved it. Or maybe you didn't achieve it. Maybe you had a goal with a team or you helped someone else achieve their goal. And in, in those experiences, did you achieve some shift or transformation along the way? Did you meet new people or have to change your goal because it wasn't right for you? What was the prize or reward you got and how did it make a difference to you and the people in your life? It could be something as big as climbing Everest or something smaller but potentially equally momentous for someone else like arranging a surprise party or event for someone. How about with your children or your parents? Have you set a goal, vowed that you're going to be different with them, maybe more patient, less judgmental? How did that go? Are there any stories there? Cool. Number two, is there any time that you beat the odds? Maybe surprised yourself and what did you learn from it? Maybe you applied for a job you never thought you'd get and got it or a, a sporting event you did well that you didn't expect to. What about your partner? Maybe you thought he or she would never be interested in you. Maybe you think you're punching above your weight. Is there a story there in how you got them? Did you have an illness that you beat? Or a limiting belief that you overcame. That's great for beating the odds. You might have heard me mention that I've started climbing. Well, it's actually bouldering, which is where you climb on a lower wall without the harness and there's a crash mat beneath you in case you fall. And I, I might have mentioned on an earlier podcast that I've been struggling with climbing because I'm not making the progress I'd like. 
And a big part of what's stopping me is that when I get halfway up, my mind starts saying things like, oh, you're a bit high now. You're too old to get your leg up there. And I'm not sure your dodgy foot is going to hold your weight. And the thing is, I've listened. And each time I've quit. And I've been working on completing this same climbing problem. It's what you call the the, the handholds. Each one is called a problem. I've been working on this for weeks. And the other day I faced it again. And as I looked at the wall, out of the corner of my eye, I saw another lady climbing. And she was a few years older than me, maybe slightly lighter, but there wasn't much in it. And she was moving around the wall like Spider-Man. Ah, yes, my mind said, but she hasn't got a dodgy foot like you. At which point I noticed a support strap on her wrist. And I realised that this was my Roger Bannister four minute mile moment. I turned to face the wall again and I began to climb, reaching the quitting point after a few seconds. And I could feel the anxiety beginning to rise as I looked for the next foothold, which did require me to cock my leg up into a position that made my eyes water. Um, But this time I had a go and I didn't quit. I made it and I reached for the next handhold and I got that and then fell off. So I didn't make it to the top that day, but I went further and I did beat my thoughts. Now, it was great that that lady was there to show me what was possible. But what if she hadn't been? How many more times would I have quit? Which all goes back to what Mr. Ford said. Whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right. Now, that story was positioned around self-belief, but it could also finish with the benefit of competition or persistence or practice. Number three, there are times in our lives where tragedy touches us. Someone we know or love has a flaw. Maybe it's a parent, a friend, you know, someone we know. And this has taught us something about our own lives, what to do, perhaps what not to do. Or maybe in the same vein, it could have been a project or a team that we were involved in that had a fatal flaw and that resulted in failure. And again, it would be looking at the learning from that. So have a think about that. You know, and it, it could be, you know, there's a problem in society as well that you want to you wanna use as a story and how you feel about that, your position about that and why. Maybe it's affected you personally. Number four, how about a time when you made a mistake that you learned from? Maybe in life or business. You know, lots of people have stories where they failed at business and turn it around. You know, there's entrepreneurs like Robert Kiyosaki from Rich Dad, Poor Dad fame. He's done the same. But it doesn't just need to be about businesses or finance. Has there been a time when you maybe you didn't have any friends, but you did something about it? This is kind of more about transforming your circumstances rather than an internal transformation. Although it's likely that an internal change was a catalyst to the external change. So have a think about that. Have you turned things around in any aspect of your life? Or do you know someone within your family or friend circle that you could use as a story? Number five, one of the best ways to find stories is to be more open to opportunities. In 2005, there's a guy called Danny Wallace and he wrote a book called Yes Man, which is very good. And it was based on a six-month period of his life where he vowed to say yes to everything 
based on a brief conversation he had with a stranger on a bus. Now, not only did that experiment lead to enough stories to fill a book, but that book became a bestseller. And then a film starring Jim Carrey, in which Danny Wallace got a bit part, which I'm sure is a story he tells at cocktail parties. So the question is, have you said yes to something in the past that's taken you outside of your comfort zone, which is a wonderful place for finding stories? And what happened? I know my comedy students dine out on their The Night I Did Stand Up Comedy Story for a long time. But if you find you haven't said yes to something lately, maybe stop watching Netflix, say yes and go out a bit more and get some stories. I promise you, outside your comfort zone is really the rich source of some very funny stories for, for, that you can use in your presentations and your business. Okay, number six. Right, let's have a look at some comic moments from your life or oops moments as I like to call them. How about the time you did something stupid? Or maybe you didn't think it was stupid at the time, but with hindsight, you wouldn't do it again. Or maybe you and your partner or colleague hated each other at first, but something happened that brought you together. Think of those funny rom-coms, something like that. Which reminds me of a time when I had an oops moment. At 17, I was a bit of a show-off. Who am I kidding? I'm still a bit of a show-off. I went to Dallas with my mum and little sister's gymnastics club. And on the first night, one of the American families hosting had a pool party. And I think I'd grown my hair by this time, lost some weight, and there were lots of American boys at the party who I was dying to impress. So I was strutting round the pool like I was on the set of Beverly Hills 90210. And then after a few moments... I stopped, poised at the edge of the pool, waiting until I thought enough people were looking at me before diving headfirst into the shallow end. I know. As I entered the water, I was a bit surprised to see the floor coming towards me a lot quicker than I'd expected. And the next thing I remember is the feeling is like chalk along a board as my face ground along the bottom of the pool. And once the floor of the pool had finished with me I kicked for the surface and as the water broke I screamed which certainly got me lots more attention than my strutting had achieved. I I lost my front tooth in that pool along with a lot of dignity but I always look back and think how lucky I am, how fragile life is and how I really should look before I leap. There's a lot more ways that I could position that story, which is, again is true. I've got the false tooth to prove it, but it could be about preparation again or vanity or ego or doing things for the wrong reasons. It all depends on the message that the story is supporting. But I hope you can see how you can use these stories in different ways. Okie dokie, moving on. Number seven. Have you ever had an enlightening experience or seen someone close to you undergo change for the better? And this is kind of like internal transformation this time. So what happened and how did it affect you? Or maybe you saw a picture of yourself and decided to make a change. Did you have an addiction or depression? Or maybe something less traumatic but equally engaging, like, I know, how you couldn't delegate 
and how you changed from being a control freak or how you discovered meditation and the impact it's had. So there's lots of possibilities there for mindset, for um, health and fitness, for organization, all sorts of opportunities, productivity, you know, around stories there that you can apply in those business contexts and, you know, and, you know, lifestyle contexts. Okay, to recap, you can find your stories by considering events, letting your mind have a guided wander through the episodes of your life. And you can also use the seven story questions, looking at goals, when you beat the odds, where something tragic happened, perhaps, where you turned something around, where you said yes to something and it resulted in a new experience, the oops moments of your life, or where someone close to you underwent a big change or transformation. As I mentioned at the top of the show, the freebie I've got for you, the Story Generator Cheat Sheet, will pull all of this together. And the link to collect that is in the show notes. But I think the one thing I want you to remember and take away from this episode is this. You've got many stories within you. Stories that can inspire, educate and help people and connect you with your customer or client to help you grow your business. It's just a question of getting them out. Well, that's it. Thank you so much for listening in again. If you enjoyed the show, remember to go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you would leave a review on iTunes and share it with friends, that would be amazing. So have a great week. See you next time. I've got a fantastic guest. You won't want to miss it. And don't forget in the meantime to grab your life by the nuts and get cracking. Thanks for listening to the Speaking Club podcast at www.saraharchard.co.uk.